don't let anybody tell you that it's not loving if you stand flat-footed and speak the truth about this issue of homosexuality. What's not loving is to look someone in the eye when God says they are in jeopardy of an eternity in hell and merely wink and nod at their sin because you're afraid of being called names. Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name's Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Jaden Harrison. Oh, we got a new guest. We got the Harrison boys in the studio. Live and in the flesh. The the Harrison boys. The the deadly duo. Yes. Okay, well. um, The taller, less handsome Yes. Harrison, brother. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> what? I don't know about that one. <laughs> okay. I kid, I kid. Um, so, you probably clicked on this episode because it's got a pretty spicy it's title. Spicy title. And you probably mm-hmm. heard that spicy intro. Yep. So, let's just go spicy. ahead and get right into it. Let's Pe- get right pe- into people it. People want to hear about it, okay? So, here's the reality the title of this episode is The Sad Irony of Pride Month. And we just heard um, Pastor Vody Bacham say um, it is not loving to to continue to look somebody in the eye who is facing judgment and say that what they are doing is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is and it is it it is time for the church to be faithful to stand up and speak mm-hmm. to homosexuality for what it is. I think um, uh, not that there aren't people out there doing that already, but mm-hmm. there are so many Christians who have just lost their backbone and mm-hmm. don't want to stand Amen. up for God's truth. Yep. Um, and so today we just want to stand up for God's truth in a time that that God's truth is under attack. Yes, and and right now is a, a very appropriate time for us to record this episode because of the fact that is it is currently Pride Month. It so is. It is. Mm-hmm. That's why we had the idea to do this episode. Exactly. So here we um, are. That and I'm currently teaching and reading, and you are as well through Romans. Mm-hmm. That so, is true. Um, yes, it is so applicable. God, you know, people may say God's word doesn't necessarily speak to this issue, but that is just a, okay. Two things: either you have not read it at all. Well, that's that's the issue, right? Or there. you don't understand it at all. Yeah, it could because be both. It but speaks primarily to it that so clearly. You obviously, so clearly. yeah, you obviously just haven't read it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. Today, what we want to do is, with love, with grace and truth, speak to this issue of homosexuality, of Pride Month. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean that, you know, the title, the sad irony of of Pride Month? Why is the name Pride Month ironic? First of all, what is pride? I think there's two different kind of definitions you could go into. mm -hmm. Well, do you want to go ahead and lay our... Or scripture foundation here? Do you want to go ahead and read that, or do you want to? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can. Yeah, we okay. can. So, right. so here's the thing. Basically, for today's episode, um, there are many things that could be. There are many texts we could go to mm-hmm. for this issue. Yes, um, and and there, are, or you know, I'm sure there's many a plethora of podcasts out there that would just speak to the issue, um, just you know, straight up. But he, here's the thing: we want to just read this passage of scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm from Romans chapter one, and then we're just going to break it down piece by piece, go through it, see the argument. And and basically the ending premise is this, that our world today and pride month itself, that we have a whole month dedicated to pride of being a part of this um, homosexual community is proof that God's wrath is being revealed uh, mm-hmm. to uh, released unto us, that we are under mm-hmm. God's judgment, right? Um, Romans 1 says that God's wrath is revealed against all 
ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And, and a proof of that is our society today and Pride yes. Month in general. And we're going to see that here in Romans 1. So um, Romans 1, starting in verse 18 through 32. Do you want to read that, Hunter? Sure, I got it. So starting in verse 18, for the wrath, and this, this little, the subheading here is God's wrath on unrighteousness. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Okay, so that's the second half Ooh. of Romans 1. Yeah. If you want to go back in your Bible Man. and pull that up and read that. Yep. The second half of Romans 1, 18 through 32. And that's our text today. That's really what we're going to break um, apart. That's yep. what we're going to get down to, go through. Um, so let's start with just the issue of pride, right? So this is mm-hmm. this is Pride Month, um, and that's kind of w- what brought on this episode. Yes. Um, so when I think of pride, when you think of pride, what do you think of like as far as definition? Mm, worship of yourself yeah yeah so that's definitely one definition yeah Yeah, selfishness right a pride in myself like i can do things i'm independent so on and so forth right it it, so that can be one definition Mm -hmm. Um, i definitely think as far as this this pride month may may go along with a different definition of pride there's more like um being proud of being a group a part of a larger group Mm, um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you have these pride marches and so on. So yeah. they're, they're really embracing your, your right. identity. Like yeah. LGBT pride or whatever would be mm-hmm. um, being proud of being part of that community. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, pride, I think, as we think about it, as the Bible speaks to it, is more of a independence, like mm-hmm. I can do it on my own, you know, right. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, almost an idolatry awesome. itself. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're talking about what here in mean? Romans 1. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's break that down. So going from pride, why is it ironic 
that this month, um, and this is not like an ironic, like, ha, 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 we just want to laugh. Like, this is a, mm-hmm. a, a heartbreaking ironic. Right. Um, that, this, that this Pride Month is, is labeled so. Pride Month. Right? Mm-hmm. Why is that ironic? Because pride is what got us here in the first place. It is Boom. pride that got our world to this point where we are under God's judgment, where he has released us into mm-hmm. our sin, and, yep. and, and it is being revealed um, through vile wickedness and homosexuality right. and a celebration thereof, and so on and so forth. And apart from Jesus Christ, we are all under that wrath and judgment. Correct. Mm-hmm. We're all subject to that. Correct. So, yep. But you can see specifically that our culture and our nation and those those kind of things mm-hmm. are under God's judgment by the fact that this is so celebrated and so mm-hmm. prominent for sure. I right. mean, so challenged. So so let's get into that. So in verse eighteen, um, where do we see men's pride in this in this you know section of, of scripture? Well, in verse eighteen, we see right there that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Yep. Right. So. So our pride is that we're going to suppress God's truth, mm-hmm. that, that God has revealed himself in nature. That's what Paul, Paul argues here in Romans 1, that what has been revealed, you know, the power and glory of God is revealed in his creation, mm-hmm. but we still suppress it. Why? Because we are proud. We don't right. want to bow mm-hmm. down to God. We exactly. don't want to recognize that. Our way that there is better. Is, yep. Exactly. Our way is better. Right. We want to do it. We are I'm, too proud mm-hmm. to humble ourselves before the Lord. Yep. Um, so, so. Once again, in verse 22, it says, claiming to be wise, they became fools, right? Claiming to be wiser than God. Um, mm-hmm. We don't need God. We can do it on our own, right? We can yep. create our own moral societies, our own structures, our own institutions. We can do education without God, you know, all these things. Yeah. Just reveal that we are fools. Man, are fools in, in our our state of unrepentance and yep. and. and and that's Death. that's where we fall off the rails. Is the moment that we start thinking that we can do it without God. Right. That's when that's when all of this falls. Right. That whole yep. list, that whole laundry list of sin, and all these different reasons why, uh, uh, you know, you have all these negative things in the world today. That's where it all comes from. Is right. when we think that we can do it on our own, and we push we push God away. That's right. when all of this we suppress falls truth, apart. Push it away. Exactly. Hide it. And why? Because we're proud. Yep. Because of our pride. Yep. Mm-hmm. We suppress God's truth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how do we see that suppression of truth played out in this text? Well, first of all, we see it in an attitude towards God. Okay? So in verse 21, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking. So not only has God revealed himself so that people know him, right? We can yes. see in creation, we can see in our own um, conscious in our own bodies, in our own creation, um, mm-hmm. that that there is a God. Okay, right, yeah. and but that's that's what it means when it when it talks about saying that they're without excuse. God has revealed right, Himself. Right. You yep. have you have general revelation and special, special revelation. Yeah. So n- to not necessarily go into all of that, the general revelation is the created order, creation. Yes. Look at look around look us. Look at creation. Yep. Everything at, screams exactly. the glory of God. Read Psalm one oh four. Yeah. Specifically talks about everything is created and gives glory to God but man. Thus mm-hmm. let that let the sinner be judged because he does not give glory to God like all other created things. Right. Right? Because we're too proud. Mm-hmm. So our attitude yep. towards God, not only do we not praise him for who he is, and we do not obey him as we should, as all other created things do by working in their created order, 
We do not live to the glory of God as all other created things do. Once again, read Psalm 104. Um, we're not thankful for God, right? Um, mm-hmm. Matthew says that, that he lets the rain fall on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. So even those in their sin, God is taking care of them. Right. In his providence, he gives yep. us air to breathe and sunshine to, to, you know, God placed us perfectly on the earth so far from the sun that we, yeah. we, we don't freeze, but not close enough that we burn, right? right. All these different things. Um, th- Seems a little odd to me yeah. that it just In creation. so happened to just miraculously appear there. But we're not thankful for that. We don't honor him yeah. as God. Another way that you see um, this suppression of truth is that we don't see fit to acknowledge God as God. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that acknowledge that that Greek word there um, really means to test that we have tested. Man mm-hmm. has tested God and deemed him unfit to be their God. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah, and we we're see better. that in society. We're better. God like this. Yes. This God, this Judeo Christian worldview is, you know, old and oppressive. Yeah. We don't need it. It's outdated. It doesn't, it's antiquated. It doesn't apply to today. Exactly. It matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so it's 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 outdated. Right. It, um, yeah. you know. So many things, like especially you know, talking about Pride Month and and being on the subject, homosexuality is one of those things where people say, "Oh, well, um, they were just speaking to culture; they were just speaking to practices right. at the time." Well, no, actually, they weren't, right? Because mm-hmm. God's word is eternal and and true, and and that's just God's created order. It it goes for all time. God is unchangeable. Mm-hmm. But they say, no, we have tested God. We deem him unfit to be our God. We see that in verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind. <clears throat> another version, you, uh, another translation of that verse says, and since they did not see fit to retain God in their knowledge. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's so key to this argument that we're saying here. As he says, they didn't see fit to retain God in their knowledge. Why? Because they tested him and, and he didn't pass. Yeah. He didn't pass per the standards of our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Our way is better. Yeah. And it's, it's God got canceled. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So he, he's not, we didn't see fit to acknowledge him as God. Um, he just doesn't fit in our, in our society, in our yep. worldview anymore. Um, and thus we deliberately ignore judgment. That's the third way we suppress truth. Um, not only, not only has God created everything to, to scream his glory, right. Mm-hmm. But God has given planted in the heart of man, a conscience, Mm. A, a knowledge of good and evil, of right and wrong, yep. that all men have. And so what happens here is is we, we just ignore that. In verse 32, though they knew God's righteous decree, his righteous right. decree, that he is just in doing so, that those who practice such things deserve to die, mm-hmm. being homosexuality or any of these other sins listed here, um, Deserve to die. They not on they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So they ignore God's judgment, just wipe it under the rug mm-hmm. deliberately. They know about it. God right. is righteous in judging all people for their sin. Right. But we who have, cares? Let's just wipe that under the rug. They don't care. Right. We have that sense of morality. God's law right. is written on, on the heart hearts. of yep. every human being. So you don't just people know that murder is wrong. Okay. Well, how do you know that? Because because God. Right, exactly. That's the thing because that people he's written it on your heart. Standard. Right. That's that's the thing that people refuse to acknowledge. It's like, well, if there is no God, then there's nothing wrong with me pulling out a gun and shooting you. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. It's it's. it's and if nonsense. there is no judgment against sin, if there is no judgment, right? So the issue here, one of the ways we suppress his truth is we just ignore his judgment. If mm-hmm. there's no judgment. If there is no sin, no objective law that we're trying to to obey, then obviously homosexuality isn't wrong, right? It doesn't hurt Correct. anybody. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's but, a victimless thing. That's the right. thinking. But right. the reality is there the reality is, is an objective moral standard. There are. Mm-hmm. And and the reality is there are real repercussions. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality does hurt people. It hurts yeah. societies. That's what we're seeing here, that, that our, our society is under God's judgment because of our self-idolatry. Okay, yes. so we see that our pride leads to our suppression of the truth because we're we're not willing to acknowledge God. We're not willing to see to to um, say that He is fit to be our God mm-hmm. because of His His views and His objective truth, right. and thus we just kind of hide His judgment. Mm-hmm. We just want to talk about God's love and care, and He just accepts everybody. We don't right. want to talk about yeah. God's judgment. Yeah, because that nope. makes me feel warm and fuzzy. So. Exactly. Exactly. So then, what does that lead to? Okay, our pride leads to our suppressing the truth, which leads to what? Idolatry. idolatry and that's the key yeah. to to this text here in romans 1 18 through 32 that's the main focus is idolatry <clears throat> paul says basically in verse 23 um, which says and it, claiming to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal god for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things and then verse 25 for this reason god gave them up to dishonorable wait okay wrong wrong but uh, 25 because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. First of all, I love that, that Paul says here, um, rather than the creator. Okay. He mentions God uh-huh. there and then he just has to pause and worship him. Who's mm-hmm. blessed forever. Amen. Yep. yep. Just stops think, right there and worships God. I think it's important, reference. important to point out too, with verse 25, that this is what, this is what the whole, this whole conversation really hinges upon is the fact that the truth about God has been exchanged for a lie. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. That's the whole reason we're having this conversation. Which is, at the end of the day, idolatry. Yep. Because we exchange the true God for an idol, a manufactured God that fits our standards and is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what we see here. Mm-hmm. We see here that they set aside the true knowledge of God that they know, because it's written on their heart and it's ex- expressed in creation, and they create their own gods. Okay, now this takes many mm-hmm. forms. This can be, um, you know, a true idol, like a golden calf, um, or it can be like work or anything that you idolize that's yeah. not the knowledge of God. But I think right. a, a key, really what we're trying to get he- to here in this argument is that it can be um, a, just a false idea of God. It can, oh, be, sure. a, it can be a philosophical idol, and most of the time it is. It's either Id- idolatry of ourselves or a manufactured false God. Um, just by taking what is true about God and then changing some things to be acceptable to us, mm-hmm. such as saying, "Well, God doesn't really, um, it isn't really upset about homosexuality. It's not really a sin. Um, you know, God, God is okay with it because it's it, you're born that way, right? It's psychological or it's medical. It's it's not a sin issue. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that it is wrong per God's standards. All the way, mm-hmm. listen." People are like, okay, well, that's in Leviticus, or uh, um, mm-hmm. which it's not. I mean, there's mm-hmm. First Corinthians talks about it. There's multiple We're passages. We're currently in Romans, which is in the New Testament as well. Yeah, listen, yep. from Genesis to Revelation, yep. it's wrong. Correct. Okay, there's mm-hmm. just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If no. you read the Bible, nope. it is clear. Mm-hmm. There are no questions. Mm-hmm. It's sinful. Okay, so so to say that God does not care about homosexuality and it's not sinful it's and it's lie. all good is a lie. You're exchanging the truth about God for a lie. Yep. And I think people inside the church are guilty of this. Anytime we take our own ideologies and thoughts on anything to do with God and put them above God's... Um, what, uh, what Scripture says. Yeah, what Scripture says, what His yeah. unchanging truth says about the issue, 
That's idolatry. Sola, We're lifting ourselves above God. Sola Scriptura. Yes. We've talked about it. God, scripture scripture alone. alone is the sole yeah. authority over our lives. Whatever For opinion, life and practice. Whatever thing I say, I should be standing <clears throat> on, on Scripture. And if I'm not, then you need to tell me to shut up. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and woe. You know, woe to us if we if we speak about scripture out of line in a way that we don't really think about of it in course. reverence and and don't look at it right. Mm-hmm. We we need to know it. We need to read it front to back so that we mm-hmm. are submitting our lives to it. Mm-hmm. Because anything else is idolatry, right? He says we forsake the glory of the uncorruptible God for corruptible man. We set up idols of man who is fallible and wrong and and, and in error. Right is wicked. We turn the truth about God into something that we think is truth, something that we think is yep. acceptable in our own societal standards, something that is acceptable to us. And the church is guilty of this. We cannot, we cannot just say God is just okay um, with you being a practicing homosexual. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I believe there are people who struggle with homosexuality and are not practicing homosexuals, just the same as there are people who struggle um, with, with heterosexual lust and pornography mm-hmm. and don't do it right like that may be their mm-hmm. temptation but they do not practice it thus they are not sinning right yeah right so i think that's cool but like to tell a practicing homosexual like god is just okay with just accepting you exactly how you are that is just a lie yes just the same as telling anybody else that doesn't want to repent and change their life right. that you god accepting s- them as they are you still stand condemned cool. yep right unless you repent and trust in jesus christ and are transformed which comes with changes then yeah. God does not accept you just how you are. You store, as Romans two would say, you are storing up wrath for yourself. Right. Repent mm-hmm. means to turn away from. Right. To yeah. change your so, mind. Right. You have to to make a legitimate change. You don't just. Say and I know it you. Or, and I know you may say, "Oh, well, you just can't change from being a homosexual." Well, actually, we'll read here just shortly that um, you know First Corinthians would would say different. It mm-hmm. would say that you most certainly can't. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and um, by God's power, not you, just say, oh, I'm just going to quit being homosexual right. today. That's right. not how it works. But through God's power, we may be transformed by the gospel just as anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So All sin can be, the gospel can conquer all sin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not forever. Right. We, we are still sinners, and even yeah. people who are saved sin. But through the power of the gospel, we can kill sin. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the reality is through our process of sanctification, like Jay mm-hmm. just said, and, and the work of the Spirit, right, that Christians don't live in a practice of sin. It's not a lifestyle of sin that's characterized. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, not anymore. Through right. the power of the gospel and right. sanctification. So we saw that pride results in us suppressing the truth, which results in idolatry of self. Mm-hmm. So then how do we see that played out here? Obviously, we see that God gives them up to their to to what Paul says a debased mind. He gives them up to exactly, you know, man has said, "No, God, I am higher than you." Right? I know what's best for us. I know what's best for society. I know what's best for education, and you can just go hide under the rug. Right? We're just going to sweep you under here. You're just kind of like a sat, side add-on. And what does God do? He just turns them over to exactly what they want. Their sinfulness. Yep. Turns them over. And a result of this, what you ask for, exactly. And a result of this, Paul points out, is homosexuality. Yep, it is a result of this debased mind, a result of this self idolatry. Right? Look, look straight to um, verse. Where am I? 
Oh, 26. 26. Yep. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For what reason? Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and not worship themselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. were too proud to submit to the Lord of all, the creator, creator God. Who is blessed forever. Amen. Exactly. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. So God gave them up to exactly what they wanted, their dishonorable passions as a result of their idolatry, right? They became fools. God gave them up to a debased mind, a mind that does not work. They cannot reason. They cannot... um, you know, do logic correctly. Became futile in their thinking. They became futile in their thinking. Yep. That's what it says. And, and you know, you go back to the Proverbs and it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of or wisdom. wisdom. Mm-hmm. So they cannot have true knowledge, true wisdom. It's like you lose all ability to think. And that's what you see in our society today. Like we have just lost our minds. Correct. Okay. <laughs> society has just lost their mind. Not only now are we saying, Okay, yes, um, let's affirm. I mean, we have a whole month to say let's affirm this sinful pattern. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. do this. Okay, not only that, um, let's say a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy. Let's just throw all objective truth out the window. Completely out completely. the window. Completely. And what's more, I mean, you, you, I mean we live in America, um, so, you know, there's that. But uh, our, our Constitution, even John Adams— Right, he said the the American Constitution presupposes a moral and religious people, and is wholly inadequate for any other. And and obviously, we see here that this moral, this moral and religious um, thinking is being thrown out the window, as we are lifting ourselves, idolizing ourselves, and God is giving us over to uh, idol idols and to to um, the passions of our flesh, mm-hmm. to to dishonorable passions, to become futile in our thinking, right. Mm-hmm. And then that a result of that futile thinking of becoming fools is that people defend the sin. Yeah. Now you hear what when it comes to homosexuality? Listen, it's it's medical, man. It's psychological. Right. Don't worry about it. This is normal. This is normal. Yeah. Right. So You're obviously, normal. obviously, this is the it 21st century. Yeah. Obviously, it can't be wrong if this is how I feel. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't hurt anybody, if it's good. Right. Well, mm-hmm. it's not good. God said it's not. But uh, obviously, if I feel good about it, right, because that's the arbitrary standard, then yeah. then it cannot be bad. Yeah, because emotions and all that are totally reliable. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not like all sins don't feel good in the moment. Right. That's true. Yeah. They usually do. Mm-hmm. So people defend it. No, it's medical, dude. It's psychological. Don't worry about it. It's not a sin issue. And then now we see they even go further than that and elevate these vile passions and celebrate them. Once more, going down to the last verse here, though they knew God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Yep. A whole month worth of approval. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Even this, the church now is beginning to affirm and approve of this. Say, you have people not good who are a part of the LGBT community. Obviously, they're going to affirm it. Well, duh. Right. Then you have people who are not. They affirm it. And then the sad part, is that we have people within the church yes. that affirm this. Mm-hmm. Which And the only thing we can pray is that the Lord would help them to see yep. through their eyes clearly that Scripture just speaks to the issue. Mm-hmm. It does. Clearly. No, it's it does. ands or buts about it. It's clear. Um, <clears throat> so we see 
that these we see these things right so so going back to elevating our views our um, opinions our thoughts on god and what's acceptable over god's arbitrary standard of truth wait no what is god's standard of truth his word Mm -hmm. okay it's elevating our our arbitrary standard yes right right the one that we've exchanged or the out the lie (laughs) the lie that we have i don't think arbitrary is the right word there is it that Um, that's not good i mean it's not a good thing is it arbitrary if we're talking about Look it up. Our new standard of truth saying that this is okay. Right. Our and how we try to ex- thinking. Try to explain it. Would be our futile thinking. Based on... Right. Arbitrary. Based on no basis whatsoever. Debased. Would yeah, be... Based on random choice or personal yeah, exactly. whim rather exactly. than any reason yeah. or so, system. So, sta- I'm, I'm sorry about that. Scripture is not arbitrary. I'm Correct. Saying. Right, yeah, no. What... Yeah, well, nope. that's not what I meant to say. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but what our own opinions, like celebrating right. our... Thoughts over scripture would be arbitrary. Man's standard on of our truth. own whims, our yes. own yes. right. That is arbitrary. So celebrate putting our views over God's truth is once more idolatry. We talked about pride mm-hmm. has led to our suppressing the truth, has led to self idolatry, idolatry of man, and turning God into something that He is not. Right, an acceptable mm-hmm. idolatrous God, and then you see that in the result of homosexuality and vile wickedness. Um, so if we're just specifically talking about this issue. If we go back to that, if we flip that that algorithm there, we don't put our own opinions over God's. We put God's truth over ours, and we submit our lives to it. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely, absolutely smack your mama in the face clear that from Genesis to Revelation, homosexuality is wrong, that it is a distortion of the created order, and it is idolatrous. We're smacking mama. It is sinful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yep. Homosexuality is sin. Call it what it is. Once more, you heard Vody Bakum at the beginning of the podcast say, it is not loving to look somebody in the face who God says is possibly standing under judgment, awaiting the day of wrath, and, and just to say, hey, man, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. That's not sin. Just wink at it. That's, that's not mm-hmm. loving. That's not loving. What's no. loving is to speak God's truth to that um, to not only condemn them, right? That's not what we're just trying to do here. We're trying to lead um, hearts and minds to the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what frees us from that. And we'll tie that together here in just a minute. Um, but but obviously it is sinful. It is a distortion of the created order. In Genesis 1, you see God create marriage between man and woman. And you see it created for, um, I love this illustration. For This is a Vody Bakum illustration once more. Um, that God God created marriage for three reasons: procreation, illustration, and sanctification. And homosexuality can can fulfill none of those three purposes in creating that relationship. It cannot procreate because it fundamentally doesn't doesn't operate to do so. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It cannot illust- it, it, it blasphemes the illustration of Christ and His Church because there is no groom and bride. Um, mm-hmm. It is a distortion of God's created order, and it blasphemes or, or the need. You know, talks about there's no need for sanctification because what God has called unholy and vile and wicked, we're mm-hmm. going to call good mm-hmm. and holy, right? So there is no judgment. We're just going to sweep it under the rug, right? Like we talked about earlier, we're going to just ignore God's. Um, righteousness his judgment we're just going to ignore that so it's so clear that homosexuality is wrong in scripture that we should speak to it as so we should grow a spine as the christian church Mm -hmm. and love people 
that's what we're doing here. We're loving people because this is what we're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. Once more, what what's the end result of all this? God gives them up to reprobation. That's what we're talking about here: the doctrine of reprobation, or God giving them up to exactly what they want—a debased mind, being dead in sin. Exactly, Mm -hmm. they are fools now. The man are fools. They cannot reason clearly without grace and God, um, you know, opening our eyes to see the truth. We cannot reason clearly. We cannot think clearly because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So pride and wickedness lead to idolatry, which leads to God giving us up to the passions of our flesh and abandoning um, man in their sin and in their mind, right? Not only in their in their sin, he just leaves them to their sin, but he abandons them in their mind that they can't think clearly. They can't do any of this, right? Mm-hmm. And so what does this mean? At the end of the day, it means that God preserves morality. In God's providence, you know, you talked earlier about general revelation and then, um, you know, true revelation or, or special, his word, special, special yeah. revelation. Yeah. Um, but also you have what what's called um, common grace, mm-hmm. right? And then there's um, God's, Salvific. salvific grace, right? Yeah. Thanks, Jaden. Um, so, so you see those two categories here. But in God's common grace, He preserves morality. He preserves mm-hmm. um, that common moral order. And yet, now that God is turning man over to their sin and to to a debased mind, His restraining grace is being slowly removed, and the world is 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 showing the signs of that. That we are under God's judgment as he removes his restraining grace in a limited fashion. Obviously, he could remove it even worse, and it would be, um, you know, eventually that would be what hell is, is complete Mm. unrestraining grace and people left to their own, their own filth. Um, But, but God, God is, is restraining us preserving morality and then as we continue to reject him to suppress his truth to idolize ourselves to idolize these false idols to reject god and and turn him into a lie then god is giving man up to a debased mind a non-functioning mind we can only spit in his face so many times yes before he just says once more read romans 2 okay then and you see that God's mm-hmm. patience and love yep. and, and grace and all these things are not just going to stay around forever. They're not just to, right. to forget about your sin and to ignore it. They're so that you may come to repentance. Mm-hmm. And there will be a day when God's wrath is revealed upon all those who are unrepentant. Mm-hmm. Our world today is a sign of God's wrath revealed against sin. It truly is, especially this month of Pride Month. Oh, my goodness, the heartbreaking irony that we're going to take exactly what got us into the situation and slap it on a month to celebrate it. Yep. To not only practice such things, but to give approval to those who practice them. <clears throat> Paul says in verse 32. So sad. And and so thus, as we see God continue to release his restraining grace to remove it and to release man into their own sinfulness, we see 28 through um, 32, that the sin... Um, they did not see fit to acknowledge God. Once again, God gave us up to a debased mind to be on not what to. Okay, that was confusing. To do what ought not be done, mm-hmm. and we see that in a whole list of sins that we have all committed and broken. Mm-hmm. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. 
<clears throat> excuse me, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, right? Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, mm-hmm. they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them. And that 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 right there condemns all of us. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, just people list. who are yep. celebrating homosexuality or who are practicing homosexuality all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. And I know that's something you wanted to 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 hit on. Yeah. In a specific episode. Yeah, obviously, you know, the the bulk of our conversation has been about about pride and, and the sin of homosexuality, but I I think it's important, you know, as as Christians, there's a there's a lot of places where where we get things wrong. And I think it's important to highlight this this laundry list, and this is not an exhaustive list. There's a lot of other sins that we commit day in and day out that is not listed uh, within the confines of verses twenty one to thirty or twenty nine to thirty one. Um, but it's important to say that you know it, it may seem that within Christian culture that this is the the sin that we like to harp on all the time. But I don't mm. think it is, dude. I think there's so many Christians who are spineless and won't even discuss sure. it. Sure. Yeah, I, I think Whereas there's, I they think there's will people bash on both somebody sides. who cheats yeah, on their wives. They'll right. bash in. Right. They mm. will refuse to acknowledge, attack this acknowledge homosexuality yeah. as right. sin. And, and but I people, get what you're saying. People I mean, like, on the other side of the yeah. fence may say that, well, all you Christians just hate us. Right. And that is mm. not the case. Right. No. And, and we should we not. We are telling you this out of love right. to lead you to repentance, just out and, of God's grace and patience. And by no means are we holier than you no see yeah that is the problem yeah is is the way that it's discussed it it creates this this narrative that that we're better than than you because you your sin is homosexuality well guess what that might be your sin but let's talk about the areas of my life where i sin right and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you and i both stand condemned yes and the only way that we come that we get around that is through the gospel yeah i mean you look at romans too right Mm -hmm. paul says you who look down and judge the people that I just talked about in Romans 1 aren't any better. Right. Yep. You have no excuse either. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. Right. Might not be homosexuality, right. but it's something in that list. Right. Mm-hmm. right. We're all sinners. We are all sinners. So here's the thing. We, are not, we do not want to speak to this irony of Pride Month simply um, to just bash it and to look down upon it and to do right. anything like that. To, as you not. say, to say hol- we are holier than thou. Right. The only reason us three We're can all even sinners sit. sinners and broken. The only mm-hmm. reason us Come three can sit us. and and discuss Join this club. issue with truth is because God, through his grace and his sovereign power through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. has opened our eyes to see the truth. Amen. And thanks be to him. It's mm-hmm. nothing we have done. All we have done is is. Once more here, idolize ourselves and fall mm-hmm. into sin and be turned over to a debased mind, right? Unless it's God's holy working in our life, we would never know these things. We, we would have a debased mind. We would not have logic. So, so let, let me, let's speak specifically to the church here for a minute, mm-hmm. okay? Let's speak specifically to the church. Okay. So if you are listening to this and you struggle with homosexuality or you struggle with um, that kind of, of camp, we love you, Right? Um, we want you to become a part of God's family. We want you to 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 feel what it's like um, to be in in relationship with God, to be in in relationship with His church, and with brothers and sisters, right? Um, and and to experience the sovereign power of God to transform lives out of sinfulness. We we must repent of our sin, change our minds, and 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 recognize who God is and worship him and praise him justly and rightly as we should, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so let's speak specifically to the church. Do not look down on people who struggle with this, right? Once again, Romans 2. Um, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Once again, something, uh, you know, one of those, um, one of the hymns I love to sing here, um, at our church is, is, um, crap, what's the name of it? I can't remember. Must not be that great. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Oh, oh, church arise. Mm, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. church arise. Right. Um, hear the call to war. I love this verse. Hear the call to war to love the captive soul, mm. but to rage against the captor. Right. Our enemy as the church is not this poor soul who is who is um, caught up in their own sinfulness and and right. in their debased mind. They cannot understand the things of God. They cannot see the kingdom of God. That's not our enemy. Our enemy is the one who has tempted him into this, who has who has um, destroyed his his thought, right? Who has tempted him into the sin. Mm-hmm. Our enemy um, is the captor of this poor soul. So we should not look down on these people as if we are holier because we are not. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We should look at them with compassion and a broken heart. Mm-hmm. That they are still, just as we do any lost person. Yeah, right. Right? Because that's what they are at the end of the day. They are lost. So what do we want to put point back to? Well, well, the first thing we want to do is is point back to Romans um, 1, 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. Let's go there. So we're still in Romans 1, but let's go back to before the passage we started in the, today. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For it is the righteousness in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith. For faith, as is written, the righteous shall live by faith. By faith, we may be saved through the person of Jesus Christ and transformed to become a, a, a working of the gospel. Uh, somebody who is part of God's family, reconciled in relationship with him. Right? So what do we need to do as the church looking at this issue of Pride Month, looking at this issue of homosexuality, um, loving them but speaking truth? That's mm-hmm. that's the first thing we should do. Grow a spine. Stand up and speak truth to it. In mm-hmm. love. In love. Right? And then what we should should we do? We should pray for revival. Because there's nothing we're going to say with our own minds, with our own words, to convince somebody um, mm-hmm. that they're in the wrong and they need to repent. Right. There, no amount of times you go out and say um, in somebody's face that they are in sin and they need to repent and be right. baptized. Are we going to ever persuade them unless the Holy Spirit of God speaks to their hearts and transforms them? And, and that's mm-hmm. all we can do. You know, we we have to stand on the truth that is Scripture, and we have to pray about these things because right because the other alternative that the church has come up with is to affirm them and affirm their sin, and that right. is worse. Yes, for sure. So we've got to we've got to reclaim truth here. Right here, mm-hmm. doing this, we got to reclaim the rainbow, brother. Exactly. That's our rainbow. That is our That's rainbow. It's not theirs. It is. It's ours. Amen. Ours. Please don't flood us. Amen. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. Back on track. Um, real quick. So we need to pray for revival, right? So so also I want to say with me saying that there's nothing we could do or say to change their mind. That is not an excuse to not say those things. Right. Not share the gospel. Truth. We have share to speak truth. truth. But but at the end of the day, we but, are not the one right. who's going to transform so their heart. So we must and pray mind. that right. God would change their heart. Right. God would change their mind. We have to pray for a revival. 
yep. for, um, you know, just the spirit to work through our words, but also we must say them, right? So, so Romans 10 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Mm-hmm. How will they to hear if no one preaches? Right, that's what Romans ten says. So we must speak truth. And they're to the not going to hear if you're telling the lie. They're not going to hear, mm-hmm. or not telling it at all. Exactly. So we have to speak truth to it unashamedly. I don't mm-hmm. know that I said that right. Okay, without shame, we must <laughs> speak go. the truth to this issue. Okay, but we also must pray for revival that the Spirit would um, work through us out of love. Right, and then what's the what's the end result that we might see that that hundreds and thousands and tons of people become part of Christ's kingdom, that we may all rejoice with him and that we can all be part of this abundance of nations um, that we see around his throne at, at the end times. And here mm-hmm. in uh, Rome, first uh, Corinthians, Paul's first letter to, to Corinth, he says this, and do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Amen. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Such were some of you. So what's the prayer that God would show up, um, that he would would work in revival power to change people's hearts, to help them see their sinfulness, to submit to him, to profess Jesus Christ as Lord, put their faith in him, and that there would be a large multitude that could say such were um, some Some of us. us. Such Mm -hmm. such was I, right, as a sinful person in my wickedness that Christ saved um, you know, I was dead in my trespasses and sins, but God, being Amen. rich in mercy, saved me. Ephesians 2. That's the prayer. So you know what? Let's just pray together right now. Okay. Want to? Let's do it. Let's do it. Father God, we do thank you so much for opening our eyes to see your truth. And we thank you for your love and how you have sacrificed Christ Jesus that we may be in relationship with you, Lord. And we just pray that that you would bring revival to the nations, Lord, that you would help our nation and the world and society in general, Lord, see that without you, there is no chance of moral society. There is no chance of true education or true anything, Lord. May we just um, see that we need to submit to you, to recognize you as God. Um, may you stir up in our hearts to, to seek you in your scriptures, to see who you truly are, and to submit to that, Lord. May we let your your truth and your unchangeable scripture um, govern our lives and submit our lives to it. We pray, Lord, that you would bring um, just revival to the nations that, that so many um, could say, such were some of us, Lord, that you have changed us, you have transformed us. And we pray that you would specifically work in this field, um, these people who are celebrating um, and parading for this issue that you so rightly call sin, Lord, and you may rightly judge. We pray that you would work in there to help them see their sinfulness and submit to you, Lord. Once again, just thank you so much for how you work, and we praise you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, well, thanks for tuning in. Um, This was a long episode, about 50 minutes. It's a good one. So um, we hope that was helpful to you. If you want to have some dialogue or, you know, want some comments, whatever, hit us up on Facebook at Average Joe Theology um, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. You guys got anything to add? No, sir. Okay, well, that will be it, and we will see you guys next week. (laughs)